Sunday pour back on a Thursday night here in July. Uh, not a whole lot going on tonight. You have uh, uh, not a whole lot of options. You have Yankees Mets Classics. You have uh, NBA Summer League. Maybe a little uh, talented Mr. Ripley on Showtime. I don't know. There's uh, uh, West, West Coast Racing. West Coast Racings that what's at the uh yeah, five, five minutes to post a Hoosier Park, five minutes to post a Woodbine, eight minutes uh, to Downs. I thought you talk about the racing at uh on ESPN. No it's like some mo- motocross. Yeah, no, it's I turn to it. It's it's hard times, man. Two two days without sports without real sports has been it's been rough. Just not have that to to go to when you have to actually Flip around, it's it's hard. It's a hard time, man. Yeah, really getting a workout. I want. Mo- oh, shoot. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say Monday and Tuesday too. There was sports, but it wasn't like real. Sports. Yeah, Mon- Monday I was really into the derby. Like you know, watch a little bit, and like I, I always get up for the All Star game, so I'm always ready to watch a few, at least a few innings. I watch most of that. I watch all that game. Um but I was ready for it. Yeah, I was I was locked into that game, so I was pretty good. Uh, with the Derby, are you? Do you prefer the old format? <laughs> the the format I, the format I um, prefer is like the old one, like the old TV one, the black and white, like Willie Mays, Duke Snyder, Mickey Mantle. Oh, like one on one. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's like by innings, so you get three outs in an inning to as many yeah. as you can. Uh, and they go nine innings. That's my preferred. I don't know how you would do that or how you would like kind of make that um, a thing now uh, for all for all star week or whatever. But um, this seems like more uh, a test of endurance than anything. Yeah, I prefer this version. I think people complaining online about the old like version from like the nineties and two thousands are fucking idiots. Okay, that's like, yeah, they, like, they like to romanticize like Griffey Warehouse and McGuire Fenway and yep. Hamilton Yankee Stadium. But you know, for every one of those examples, there's a guy who went like zero for ten, yeah, or one for ten, and it was boring as shit. Now, with that said, I do understand that this. Uh, format doesn't really play great on TV because you don't get to like enjoy the, you know, the before before the majesty. ball lands, you're, yeah, you're already like seeing another one. It's yep. probably awesome if you're in person though, just seeing yeah. guys tee off like a fucking <laughs> driving range, especially if you're in the outfield. It's just like balls left and right, just like come, coming at you. Um, <laughs> but like this is this you is gonna cut that out and play that over and over again. <laughs> yeah, hey, clip it. <laughs> Uh, to me, this is way better, though. It's a, like you said, test of endurance. You know what I mean? And you just get mm-hmm. a guy teeing off for five straight minutes. Uh, yeah, I, I prefer it. Yeah, there was um early round. I think it was Rutschman versus Robert. And, like, Rutschman had a – like, 27, I think, was his number. And he, he was comfortable. And then Robert just got in a – and a groove, and you could tell like it was just a perfect pitch every time, and it was a smooth swing, and he just crush it every time. And it was like 23, 24, yeah. and, and like also like Rushman like paid attention and he ended up tying. And then he I forget, I don't know exactly what the rule was, but he uh like Robert had 
one minute to hit one home run to beat him. So I forget. I don't know what the exact thing was. Yeah, it's but, awesome when a guy gets in a groove. Um, yeah, it's awesome to watch. I don't. I mean, you know, I understand. Uh, people don't miss the old format. People miss being twelve years old. You don't. You don't miss yeah. the old format. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't you have. A, I don't have a problem with this format. And I don't really have a problem with the old format, to be honest with you. I don't. I don't know if I have. I don't know if I have a, if I have a preference one way or the other. Well, I think I think it needed a little uh, needed a little sprucing up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with the old format, but once they went to this, I was like, it's fine. And with that said, I usually I don't even make it through the whole derby. I just watch the beginning. Mm-hmm. The best shit happens at the beginning when they're fresh. Yeah. Like yeah, I watched the- Julio, and then I was like, all right. I'm good. I didn't even watch second round. Yeah, it doesn't matter who <laughs> doesn't matter who wins at that point. You saw you saw the show you wanted to see. And I don't know if you could live bet the derby, but I would have bet against him in the second round. Like that's automatic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all, we just talked about the guys, McGuire and Hamilton. Those guys mm-hmm. stole the, the derby that year, but they didn't win. Yeah. So you yeah, kind of like who you remember, yeah. You kind of like uh win the battle to lose the war. It's like the opposite. You're just you are putting on the show, but uh it's not great going forward because I think they just yeah they don't have anything left. You're tin you're tin cup in it. You're nobody remembers who won that U.S. Open, but everybody remembers tin cup on eighteen. You know, right, right. So uh, it wasn't David Sims, right? David Sims didn't win. He might have. No, I don't think so. Were they the last group? God, I, don't, I haven't seen Tink Up in a long time. Maybe it was, I'm trying to think who the pros were in it. It was like Corey Pavin, Craig Stadler. <laughs> a little obscure golf talk here on a Thursday night. This is what happens post-derby, post-All-Star game. Rory Sabatini. Rory Sabatini. Is that a golfer or no, tennis? Uh, I think it's tennis. Oh, let's Google that. <laughs> Well, who's who is in Happy Gilmore? Lee Trevino. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, Lee. Tre- <laughs> what's what's the line? Um, Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Yeah, Grizzly Adams did have a beard. <laughs> um, oh, Roy Sabatini is a golfer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everyone what, a major. I, I I googled it and there's a YouTube video that says why people hate Rory Sabatini. Mm. And it's eight minutes, and the only caption is he's a fucking creep. <laughs> How old is Rory Sabatini now? Forty-seven years old, so not that old. He's South African. Why is he a creep? Okay, let's see. I'm not sure he ever won a major. Best results in majors came he tied for second in the 07 Masters. That was his best. Finish in a major. Huh. Uh, but, but, but. Is he retired or is he on the senior tour? Or is he not even old enough to be on the senior tour? No, he's not. I, the only thing I have is controversy here is uh, in the final round of the 2005 Booz Allen Classic, the legendary Booz Allen Classic, apparently frustrated by the slow pace of play by his, by his partner, Ben Crane. Never heard of him. Uh, Sabatini finished the 17th hole and walked over to the next tee, leaving Crane behind to complete the hole by himself. He received heavy criticism and some sympathy. Wow. Oh, my God. He left, left Ben Crane on the 17th green. Hmm. 
also made waves following the Wachovia Championship in May 2007 after leading the field by one stroke after day three and then giving up five strokes to Tiger Woods to lose the tournament on Sunday. He proclaimed that Woods was more beatable, more beatable than ever. Okay. Uh, there you have when it. He, when he wasn't. Deep dive into Rory Sabatini. In the final round of the 07 WGC Bridgestone Invitational, he had a fan removed who heckled him with questions about Tiger. Then in December of the same year, more controversy was stirred when he withdrew from the Target World Challenge, an off-season event hosted by Tiger Woods. Becoming This doesn't seem all that bad at all. This, this shouldn't even be under the title controversy. Maybe he's just unpopular, like, uh, what's his face? The American guy that people hate, Patrick Reed. Yeah, could be. Just yeah, not popular. Golf is, uh, yeah, golf is rife with just bitchy things. Future manager of the San Francisco Giants just stole a home run from Nick Swisher. Robbed them. <laughs> wow. Swisher's the hero in this game. I was I was at this game. This was the first game after the All-Star break after George and Bob Shepard died. Wow. Swisher's the hero. He ties it in the eighth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, walk, I remember. Walk-off single yeah. in the 10th. Yeah. Shout out to our new sponsors, Star Insurance Group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm like I'm not even phased by that. Like I feel like the Yankees are just that's who they are. That they've been that for a while. This is just like another Yeah, what what chicken the armor. Yeah, what what uh how is done to the team is much worse than we could he could ever do with a uniform. I mean this is just this is just it's putting out there like the warts have come to the surface. That's pretty much all there is to it. Yeah. But like how all how is and how and his cronies are are just they're two bit hustlers posing as businessmen, uh, playing with a dead man's money. That's all it is. <laughs> That's all it is, man. And they're rich guys. All they want to do is not lose their money. They don't care. They're, they never built anything, never did shit in their lives except inherit money that they want to hang on to, and they hold on to it for dear life. They don't want to lose their lifestyle. They don't They don't want to lose their kids' inheritance or their grandkids' inheritance. They want to just hold on to it for dear life. He's never done anything. Hal's never done anything, but owned the Yankees and – he runs like some hotels that nobody's ever heard of, apparently. Is that true? There's a Steinbrenner Hotel Group, which who fucking knew. Sounds like a front. And uh, uh, and he's yeah, on he's on some like nonprofit in Tampa. He's done nothing. Man, what a life! I wonder what Hal does. Like it's a normal day for Hal. All these look. Say what you. I got my own problems with Big George. The Yankees were his pride. And the kids have fucking shit on his pride for as long as, or how has shit on his pride since the day he took over. Yeah, this is what happens if like Matson doesn't buy Waystar. This is yeah, this is how it plays out. Yeah, basically. George, George was Logan Roy. Well, I would say, well, yeah, except Logan was kind of a is a hybrid of Hal and Brian Cashman because he wanted to re he wanted to remake the wheel. Kind of like Cashman does. Like Cashman's the smartest guy in the room, in his opinion. Yeah. But this is just, I mean, you're right, exactly like, like you said. We knew what we knew what they are. We know what they are. Yeah, it's just more on the surface now for like yeah. 
the everyday fan to I'm, see. I'm all I'm out completely. I mean, this might just be like this is this. I'm not outraged about this, but I, I'm out on the Steinbrenner. Sell the fucking team to somebody who wants to win ball games. That's fucking serious about baseball and not using it as just a cash cow for them to just rake in money. Sell the fucking team. Sell the team. Raking your millions in the sale, billions in the sale, billions. Somebody who will fucking fire Brian Cashman, and we can we could start building a real championship team, and not this half-assed put together roster. Get a get a play get a playoff berth, get bounced at some point, and call the season and call it a success. Yeah, there's no there's no way the Steinbrenners want to sell. No, I know. I know. There's no reason oh, to. Oh, Swisher, I just called him a hero. He just dropped the fly ball and right. It's going to lead to a double. <laughs> From go to hero, it happens. Yeah. Uh, he really took that robbed home run with him out to, out to right field. Uh, yeah, no, the Steinbrenners aren't going to sell team. Jennifer doesn't want to sell. Uh, I, just, um, I, I still just want to get to the bottom of what Steve Swindell did. <laughs> yeah, it had to be bad. Or they just or, or, you, or, or they just squeezed him out. He was he was the uh he was the WAP scams and they squeezed him out. So you think it was an orchestrated divorce? Maybe maybe. You never know. He was getting too close. Yeah, I mean I can't get the fact, the fact that ha- or that George had two sons and he wanted his son-in-law to take over should tell everybody what you need to know. Yeah. And I think they were fine with it too. The sons, they kind of yeah. like, fell, it kind of just fell into their lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was why I'd want nothing to do with these guys. I, I don't know. Like when, cause for years, the Mets fans were calling for, um, I almost said the Madoff's heads for, um, Will Ponds, the Will Ponds heads. Yeah. Sorry. All due respect to Bernie Madoff, a great man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for years, they're calling for their heads. I'm, I'm wait. I feel like there's like rumblings for it. I'm there. They should fucking sell the team. I'm there. I'm there now. I mean, it won't happen for another twenty years at the earliest. But I'm there. Yeah, now. but weren't the Wilpons were in legitimate uh, financial distress though, weren't they? Right. Well, but even before that, just how they ran the team, people weren't happy. Yeah, they were. I mean, they, the 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 thank you, Bobby Bonilla deal was based on the Madoff investment, I think. So yeah. happy belated Bobby Bonilla day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just um, I wonder when people get fed up and start. You know, people want to call for Boone's. I, I mean, you know me, fire Boone, fire Cashman. They should both be fucking gone two years ago. It starts at the top. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. Because these guys aren't serious owners. These are not serious people. <laughs> no, not not at all. I, yeah. I, I think – how bad did it really – the Wilpons, it's tough because, you know, I don't know how long they owned the team for, but it was after 86, right? They weren't obviously weren't the owners then. Yeah, so sure it took over sometime over. in the 90s. I mean, they went to two World Series. They weren't a complete laughing stock with the Wilpons. When did well, it really hang on a second? That that Mets, the, the Yankees Mets World Series, 
that was Piazza. Like Piazza carried that team to that World Series. That was a good quote unquote team. It was not like a, a team that was constructed of like stars or like I mean, getting a big year out of Benny Adbayani. I mean, it was, it was Piazza's team and some good from really good pitching. Well, I remember the '99 team being actually a little bit better. Yeah, than the 2000 I, I, team probably. Yeah. Uh, but when did it? Like, I, I feel like it was the mate. It was almost like the embarrassment of the Madoff situation that like got the Wilpons. Like, all right, enough of these guys. These guys can't own a baseball team in New York. Yeah, well, else they didn't have the the capital anymore. Like, they just. And then um, it was affecting, I get because it, it, it wasn't like they had, they were like, it wasn't like James Dolan with the Knicks where it was just years and years of futility. Like the Mets had their moments where they were good. Yeah. Kind of, you know, waves, which is kind of mm-hmm. normal, I guess, with most teams. It wasn't until like, I don't know when the Madoff thing came out, but like once the Madoff news came out, it was like, oh, now like we're not going after free agents. We're not trying to trade for guys. Yeah. And it was almost like they kind of just got forced out. It was like, all right, guys, you guys, you guys got to go. Like we're penny pinching, fucking owning a team in New York. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, just trying to see. Like it, it was kind of a slow purchase. They bought one. Like they bought one percent. Uh, one Fred Wilpon bought one percent in 1980, and gradually increased the stake to five percent uh, between 80 and 86. In 86. Nelson Doubleday Jr. sold Doubleday uh, to another company. Will Pound had a right of first refusal in this event of the sale and threatened to exercise it. Doubleday and Will Pound agreed to purchase the Mets for $81 million, with each holding a 50% stake. That's an 86. Uh, and then in 2002, the Will Pound family purchased the remaining 50% from Doubleday for $391 million. So they had 50% stake from 86 to 2002. 100% stakes from 2002 to 2020. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 They got I, to a point where they just had to sell. They had, yeah, they had to, man. It was just, you can't, like you said, you can't do business like that. You can't penny pinch. You can't, you have, you have to be a fucking serious owner. And I saw the, at the Yankees is kind of bullshit that they're serious. You know, and then well, we, I think how Hal spends more than the Wilpons do. I mean, he's got Cole under contract. He's got Judge under contract. Yeah, he makes the splashy ones, but he won't. You know, like Jeter saying they should get Soto. They're not doing that. They're not getting Otani. You know, even with this extra twenty million in their pocket from Star, they're not going to get any of these big guys. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> have to give up. You have to give up a fortune. You have to give up a lot in prospects, and then. Uh, I mean, you got you'd have to lock them up after the season, obviously, to make that trade worth it. Oh, Tony, probably not winning. Both guys. Oh yeah, I think it'd be, it'd be less for Soto, but yeah, I mean, you you got to lock them up. Whatever, whoever you get, you got to you got to pay him. Am I crazy that I want Soto over Otani? Where's Otani play if he's not pitching? Is he just a DH? Just a DH, yeah. I mean, we have enough of those. Lefty DH. What I, it's true. At least he's a lefty DH. I just, <laughs> I don't know. Otani, the thing about Otani is, man, he has, he's like, he's one arm injury away from just being a billion dollar DH. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty worrisome. It's yeah. not like, all right, you know, he loses a few steps. So he's still giving you a gold glove this, but yeah. I think he, he could play. Again. I think he could. I think he could play the field. I think he's an outfielder. Yeah, my take on Otani. This isn't original because I've heard other people mention this. Is that he's going to stay out west somewhere? You don't think the Mets would make I, a big move? I think the Mets will. I mean, I think a lot of teams with money are going to offer him. I just mm-hmm. he uh, he he seems like a West Coast kind of like blend in out there. I don't know if he's the big market. Like East Coast, Northeast guy, Boston, New York, Philly. You think like he Seattle would, wouldn't shock me? I don't think he would like falter under the pressure of the big lights or anything. I'm not saying he would falter under the bright lights. I'm just saying he doesn't. He doesn't. He just seems like a more like low key guy. Like he doesn't. I don't know. I don't know if he he's you know all about like I don't think New York's like that appealing to him. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I like Soto. What he was Soto, he I could Soto, walks. I could see absolutely like flourishing in New York. Yeah, it seems like he would like playing in in the big or, in the big city. Or it'd be horrific, either or. <laughs> I mean, it won't be Joey Gallo. No, 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 he won't be Joey Gallo. He's way better than that. Who would you give up? He, Who would you give up for Soto? I mean, you got to start with Peraza, um, Dominguez. Raza Dominguez, Boston Wells. I don't know the double A catcher. Catcher, yeah. Okay, three. <laughs> uh, what else am I giving up? I don't think I'm giving up all those guys. I don't think you're giving up all your top prospects. You can't. It may was one of them and some other smaller guys. You're not giving up. Oh, okay, perfect. I was willing to give up all three. You were willing. I don't think you have. I don't think you'd have to though. That seems like highway robbery. I know, but the, I mean, how many of those guys are really gonna? The main guy's hitting like one ninety in Double A. Peraza is a maybe great Dominguez, glove. Maybe Dominguez is the next Ellie De La Cruz. I mean, <laughs> if we hang on to him, that'd be awesome. But um, I mean, with yeah, you I, know, I would Cashman's absolutely. Track record. I would absolutely. Soto play left field, or does he play right? He's gonna have to play left. Yeah, he'll play left. Let's judge DHs. Uh, all right, so he puts. So we have like a legitimate left fielder. Yeah, I'm. Imagine I'm that. giving up. I'm giving up. What I, I mean, I don't want to give up. Like, like right. who's the one guy? I mean, obviously, this judge isn't on the table. But like, I I prefer not to give up Volpe. I really don't want to. He'd be like the one guy I think on the roster. Hmm. Realistically, that realistically, the Padres could ask for that. I would be like, oh no, I don't want to give up Volpe because there's oh. still too much, still too much like unknown there, and like he's starting to click a yeah. little bit. Yeah, I'd say Glaber, but I think they have a second baseman out there, right? Well, Glaber, I'd give up, yeah, for a lot, <laughs> for a lot less. <laughs> yeah, I'd give Glaber for Soto's uh, interpreter. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I'd give up whoever like whoever they want for Soto. It's just Volpe's the one guy I don't want. I don't want to. Uh... All right. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not titanium those guys in the minors. Like as far as I'm concerned, we missed opportunities to trade a bunch of guys in the past. Yes. 
that are no longer with the team. <laughs> and Duhar, Frazier, Greg Burr, there's a million guys. Yeah. A million. Yep. Um, and plus, uh, I mean, prospects are prospects until further notice. That's the old adage. Yep. And in Yankee land, we really don't, you know, develop these guys anyway. So, I mean, it's the odds of like the odds of Dominguez being something. Peraz, Peraz, is, I feel like it's trade bait. That's why they're leaving him down in the in the minors. Yeah, he's having an awesome year. And uh, who else is having a big? Is it Wells? Did I just mention him, the catcher? It might be Wells. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I remember hearing his name a few times. Oh, uh, Floreal. He, who's clearly yeah. trade bait at this point. He's got 25 dingers. Oh, yeah. Get rid of him, please. I'm, I, I'm sick of him coming up and going 0 for 4. Oh, yeah. that's So are they. And that's, yeah. I think that's why he's in the minors. They could flip him for Soto, man. That will be like, oh. I, I, for, I didn't even mention him in my proposal because I forgot about him. But, yeah, yeah fl- throw Floreal in there. And, Floreal, uh, you, wouldn't do, you wouldn't do – so Floreal, Peraza – would you do Floreal and Peraza? Those two. Yes. What if I add in Dominguez or Wells? Um, I don't who you pick pick one. I don't know which one to pick, but yeah, I think one of those. Yeah, Thanks. I mean, and then you gotta lock him up too, and he's gonna cost yeah. is he a free agent at the end of the year? He is, right? I I don't know. Option I, I have no idea. I would I would try and talk him into Glaber. <laughs> Just, I guess because I have no trust. Well, Glaber's a free agent at the end of the year, too, though. Oh, well, he's a guy that might actually benefit from playing out West. Yeah. There's a guy that just like as soon as the heat gets turned up a little bit, he starts sweating. Glaber would be, yeah, good in Seattle or something. Maybe even like Japanese league. Yeah. He'll go much further west. The Hishori Tigers or something. <laughs> um, all right, I want to do a little uh I don't know, a game, I guess. Okay. Not, a, not a game. Um, I have a quick trivia for you yeah. before you start the game. It's not really a game, but all right, yeah, trivia. Did you realize that since so in the last five seasons, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, last five full seasons. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Mm-hmm. A little skewed because there was a COVID year in there. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've only had two guys have a 200-hit season. First of all, isn't that crazy? That's – how, how does that rank like amongst all teams, though? I feel like not a lot of guys do that anymore. Have 200 hits? Yeah, is that as common now? It's not as common. I, I, I have a theory – well, first of all, obviously we know that like batting average doesn't mean anything anymore. So guys are more likely to just go up there and go 0 for four and strike out. And then guys get off once a week, so they can't get any kind of rhythm or that's the other not, thing. Yeah. Like guys don't in order to get two hundred hits, I feel like you gotta play like 150, 155 games. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Especially if you're gonna hit two thirty. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was definitely more common. Like Jeter hit had like eight seasons, two hundred hits. 
Yeah. Ichiro was like automatic 200 hits. I mean, those are two of the best hitters of our of generation. Like Jeter had the, that's the six most hits ever. <laughs> yeah, but if you yeah, but if you yeah, true. But if you go, but if you go back and go like I was going back like season by season, when you go back further, it, it was it wasn't a lot of guys, but there'd be like five, six guys. I think the way they, they look at it, I agree with that. It's crazy. Guys should have, guys should be trying for that. But the way to look at it is as long as somebody in that spot is getting a hit, it's it's a team thing, like what I, the, analytics is analytics has ruined management of this sport and that's part that's part of it is because they don't look at it as one guy getting 200 hits they look at it as one they're a name and a ledger they're like fuck it's corporate america now and <laughs> there's a name on a ledger and as long as that as long as that number whatever it is in the three hole produces what they want out of the three hole then that's you know if they get 200 hits out of the three hole they're happy with that doesn't matter who's there in the three hole every night or every other night or whatever. All right. So two guys, 2019, it was the same year. 2019. So a year before COVID. Uh, oh, I don't think you'll get either guy, but one of them will make sense when I explain. Oh, Both American league guys. Who do we trade for? Oh, wait a second. Oh, just overall. They had a 200-hit season. Just uh, overall, the, the entire league you're talking about. This is the entire league. Oh, my God. Okay, so it was just yeah. Yankees? Yeah, I thought it was just Yankees. Yeah, I, okay. Which, oh, uh, fucking Jeter's the last guy to probably have yeah, a 200-hit no, season. <laughs> All right, this, okay, this, that number is even crazier now that I put that little tidbit in there. 200 guys from the American, 200 hits in the American League, both in 20, Altuve? No, Altuve did it in 2017, though, I believe. Okay. He's, he did it a few times in the mid-2010s, but hasn't done it since. Um, that is, doesn't make uh, – Jose Abreu? No, I don't think Jose Abreu did it. No, I don't think – I'm just trying to think of like an obscure guy that had a big season around that time. Um. All right, give me two more guesses quick. Let me think. Um, one guy's a big name, and the other guy is—he still plays, but he's not as big of a name anymore. Oh, it's not like Bregman's not one of them. No, no Bregman. Uh, shit. Uh, two twenty nineteen AL guy. What am I missing? What am I missing? Arias didn't have 200 hits last year. That's crazy. I know. He's probably going to get it this year, but we'll see. Yep. 199, maybe. <laughs> oh, Freddie Freeman had 199 last year. Oh, Freeman. That's a good guy. Yeah. So, no. Okay. So, obviously, not Acuna <laughs> NL. And he's yeah. like, in 2019, might be too soon for him. Who the fuck am I missing? Um, Bogarts? No. All right. Who who is it? Devers. Oh, I was I was, I was juggling between those two. All right. Two hundred and one hits in ninety nine. I know two thousand nineteen and uh, Whit Merrifield. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's who played. He had like the consecutive game streak, and I yeah. think he played every game that year. He had two hundred and six hits. Jesus. Only two guys in the last five years, and we'll Amazing. see what happens this year. Probably Arias or 
think Freeman's got a shot this year, maybe Acuna. Mm-hmm. But yeah, wild. Yeah, 200 hits is that. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like common, common thing, but it was like one of those things that it was a, a it was a yearly or seasonal milestone, basically. For the bench, definitely a benchmark. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's you had a really good year. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when you look at like players with 3,000 hits, you look, you look how many 200 hit season they had. Cause you got to play for a long time. I mean, 15 years averaging 200 hits. That's yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wow. That's a little disheartening. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I still you I still, think like I I I, I kind of I love like where the sport is now as far as like the, the changes they made and stuff and what they're look like what it's looking like this year and how they're getting a little more action. I just I really wish like the philosophy is just all ass backwards. Yeah. So, well maybe we'll get there one day. The game, the sport, oh, that's the best thing that baseball is going for is that it's always changed. Always. Oh, yeah. So it'll change again. We'll be back. All right. So we got about five and a half minutes before the, we got to take a quick break. So let's see if we can run this down and at least get this started. I want to see. So the Yankees, the yes propaganda machine is, it pops off about the Yankees bullpen being the best in baseball. They lean on that. St- they lean on this, the numbers all the time. How they're the best in baseball. Of course, not one, of course, not one of the guys went to the All Star game because none of them is a fucking All Star. It's all smoke and mirrors with this bullpen. I want to go down the list of bullpen guys and see like one to ten how much you trust them in a, in a, not even a big spot, just how much you trust them overall. Okay. We'll one start, to ten. We'll start easy for it. Albert Abreu. I'm just going down the list alphabetical. NA, not <laughs> applicable. <laughs> Ian Hamilton. Uh, Ian Hamilton's like a three. Well, that's right. He brought, he, when did he, he brought Ian Hamilton in? Fucking, well, I forgot when he brought Ian Hamilton in. The Her, the Herman game. The, uh, Glaber, Glaber, the Glaber boot game. Yeah, Hamilton technically did his job. I don't want. Herman should have been in the game, even though Hamilton did his job. Yeah. Glaber did not do his job. Right. Like a three, though. I'm with you on that. Clay Holmes. Oh, man. Clay has been really good. I mean, he's, you know, he's a bad stretches right around the corner, probably. That's just how it works with most relievers. Right now, I would say Clay. I'm going to be nice and I'm going to give Clay like a seven. Okay. I like five and a half. He's, yeah, he's, when he's good, he's good. I just the trust is not there. No. Tommy Canely. Canely's been really good. Uh and he was you know second stint with the Yankees. He was there in 17, yeah. 18, maybe. Went to the Dodgers. Yeah, then a little rough patch, like I think last week. But yeah, I been... think Canley's right there with Clay. I, I would even bump I'd even bump Canley up to like a seven point five. Yeah, I got Canley at a six. Michael King. King has not been good. He had a good uh, game Saturday. Uh, when I was there, he came in and got the last five outs. But I, I do not trust King right now. King King is like a a 4.8. Yeah, I have him a hair above Hamilton. Marnaccio. <laughs> uh, Marnaccio, I don't like his face when he struggles. It's just like, it's it's like, 
uh, who's the kid in the Bad News Bears? Um, Lupus. <laughs> he looks like he's like wow. Lupus when he's when he's getting picked on by uh, Tanner ama- has to go pick up. That's amazing, Lupus. Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't like like when he that was that was also Sunday. Um, yeah, he was on Sunday too. Yeah. He was terrible. Three batters, three guys reach, and the face is just not as bad as Frankie Montas' face, but it's not it's not an optimistic. <laughs> it's not a face no. that breeds optimism. Yeah. No, he's I'm I have him like with King. Yes, I think yeah. he's I think he I would even put him like a notch above King because King's been so bad. All right. I don't trust either of them, but at all. Um, Wandy. Wandy's in between those guys, but he's below Clay and um, and Canely. I'd, I'd put Wandy at like a uh, 5.8. Yeah, I'd get right, oh. right around there. Yeah, six. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like Wandy. He's, he grew on me after a while. Yeah, I don't know what his uh, terrible throw by Swisher. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, setting, um, he's just setting up his heroics. Yeah. You should have seen it the whole time. This was foreshadowing. Uh yeah, Wandy. I don't even know what Wandy's numbers are. I feel like he's he's been mediocre, but um yeah, he's probably like the third guy I trust in the pen right now. Fair. Yeah. Clay, Canely, and Wandy, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, you know, it's nice having a lefty. He gets lefties out for the most part. And uh, last and maybe least, um, Nick Ramirez. Oh, the left. He's another lefty. Uh, he's he's a four. He's a four point two. He, I have him like even. Yeah, I have him like three. I don't trust Nick. Yeah, he's thanks. When did he come in? He was in uh, Friday's game. Third. Maybe. Oh, he was in the Wednesday game against the Orioles that started the. Uh... Oh, <laughs> honorable mention, uh, but we got to take a quick break in a sec. But honorable mention is IKF. Well, IKF, I mean, did you think like two? He wasn't even able to enjoy the All Star break. It was his throw day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got some rest, though. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So keep him working. All right. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Part two. Yeah, that's uh, Aunt, during the break. Aunt sent me a picture of Lupus and Marinaccio. That's perfect. That's his new nickname. Is he's Lupus. he's Luis Lupus? Yeah, Timmy Lupus. Yeah, Ronnie Lupus. <laughs> that's it. I got excited as I was uh, watching these races, but the Haskell is coming up this weekend. It's not until next weekend, so we got nine days. Until the Haskell, but that's a big, big, big race coming up. It's the kickoff. Saratoga, it's like the first big race. Yep. And you have like the Whitney maybe and the Travers in August. Peter Pan. I don't know if those are all Um, Saratoga, but they all sound right. Well, the Haskell's in Monmouth Park. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I I just rattled off all the... The Whitney's at Saratoga, right? Whitney, Peter Pan, and Travers, I think. Yeah. 
Saratoga. Yeah. Travers is there? I, I think so. Travers is the yeah, Travers is to- yeah, that's yeah, the end of the season. Yeah, right. Or end of the Saratoga season. You get up to Saratoga this year? Am I getting up there? Yeah. No. Yeah, probably not. not. Happening. Probably not. Uh, you were in the Bronx this past weekend, right? I was in the Bronx. We know the yeah, know the game you were at the Stanton two dinger game. Stanton off the foul pole, nailed it right off the bat. You had a oh, you right, right off the pole. You called foul pole. Yeah, oh yeah, you could tell. And I was sitting third baseline in the yeah. outfield, but I could tell the the ricochet oh. off the pole. I mean, oh yeah, I know. I thought you meant off the bat. You had it off the bat. Oh no. Not- <laughs> That would have been pretty impressive if after he hit it, you called foul pole. <laughs> no. Ballsy prediction. <laughs> yeah, I was at the one I was at the one game that they won in the, yeah. in the last five of the homestand. Yeah, it was bad, brutal. Four, yeah, four, four or five, yeah. A brutal final week to the to the first unofficial first half. Yeah, I know. I was looking at like the football schedule this week. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, that's how bad it was. I was looking at pro and college. You, so, uh, you must love that the Jets got hard knocks. Um, yeah, I always, I say every year I'm gonna like try and watch hard knocks, and the Jets could make for an interesting one. They were already on it once, right? With Rex. Yeah. Yep. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like a lot of te- a lot of people, like, oh, they don't want their team doing it because nobody's ever won the Super Bowl, right? Doing hard knocks, but it's like the odds yeah. are you're not going to win the Super Bowl anyway, so I don't think it really makes that big. Of a yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know whose call was this, Woody's. I don't know. It's so exciting. I couldn't find the rules, but I guess there are certain rules to who can be on hard knocks. I don't know. What the rules are, but it was like them, the Bears, the Saints. I forget who else was on the list of who could do it. Oh yeah, there's certain teams who are like we're not doing. It. I think like the Patriots and uh, I don't think the Giants will ever do it. Steelers, I think. You know, won't do, it. do it. Yeah. Oh, Tom, have that happen? <laughs> no way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know it. I don't know. The Jets are just, I mean, they're going all in. It's a circus. It's against their wishes, though. That's what that's what this headline says. Somebody had to agree to it. Robert Sala didn't want it. I don't know. I always feel like those teams are never as I feel like they, they all those teams come out like Everybody's predicting them to you know, take a step in the right direction because we just watch them practice and practice and make it look like you're on the right track, right? Like you know, nobody ever really fucks up in practice. Like at the end, like Liev Schreiber, Liev Schreiber at the end of Hard Knocks is never like, and the I don't know, name the fucking team has faltered. The Panthers have faltered again, and they don't look ready for the season. It's never like that. It's always like, and they and they'll begin on opening night, you know, against their rival. The hopes of the hopes of having a magnificent season. It's always, you know, optimistic at the end of it. 
and the music I mean, comes, the, the, the hard knocks music comes on, the HBO sports music comes on, you're fired up for it. You don't even like the fucking team. No. All of a sudden you're, all of a sudden you're a diehard Cardinals fan or something. I mean, the Lions were on last year and they, they got it going. It just wasn't until like week 10. Yeah. Weren't they yeah, like one in six? Right. But they weren't, or they weren't supposed to be a great team. They were supposed to be like a rebuild. Yeah. And, and up and coming team. They weren't supposed to be. Yeah. They did get it going eventually, but they weren't, I don't think their hopes were that high. But I think if you watch the show, you probably had higher hopes than this week. Team. I think, I mean, this year, I think they might be the favorite to win the division, which is talk about a yeah disaster yeah. waiting to happen. <laughs> You're not all in? I'm not in on the Lions. I, how could you be in on the Lions? Ah, Goff is one of the toughest quarterbacks in the league. I forgot all about Jared Goff. No, I can't buy in Jared Goff. I'm not buying <laughs> in on Dan Campbell. I'm just not buying in on that uniform. I, the Lions are as see it to believe it a team as I can remember. Even more so than like the Jets. Or, yeah, you know, I mean, they are just they see it to believe it, man. I know they ended well last year; they had the winning record, but it's like it's different now. I mean, ah, opening up in Kansas City, like that's just not a good spot. <laughs> Thursday, not even opening in Kansas City. You're opening up on Thursday night football. They're raising the banner. Yeah, I mean, great, great opportunity to make a statement. No, hey, we're mean, here. Opening night doesn't mean anything one way or the other, and let. The only opening I can remember meaning anything is the Cam Newton um, post-opening Super Bowl against. They lost to Denver. They lost to Denver, and Cam got like murdered. That's the only opening I could remember meaning anything for an entire season. Sure, I think winning. I think beating the Chiefs could mean something. Yeah, I'm for a team like Detroit. It's something you can hang your hat on. It'll, it'll you know, take it'll take the whole season for us to know if it, if it means anything, though. If they go, if they go out and lose to. I don't know. If they have next the week after. But they go out and lose to the fucking Vikings next week. It doesn't matter. Right. It could. It could just be a snowball effect. Be like, yep. Yeah, see, they shouldn't have started off with the <laughs> right. Chiefs. Well, or they, or they, or they could beat the Chiefs and go out and I don't know who they have, like the Browns or whatever, and go lose to the Browns, and people will be like, oh well, you know, it was a flash in the pan. They're they're not, you know, Super Bowl hangover. They weren't ready. Is excited. Yeah, Chiefs are excited. They got their rings, all that kind of shit. Or got not the rings, but they got the banner, all that kind of big celebration. They got lost in the celebration, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't buy it. I'm gonna look at the odds really quick. So I, I just want to make sure that they're because the Packers, I think the Packers yeah, I think the Packers are the um lowest odds, I think. Jordan Love. But how yeah, I would assume so. That team is and the and the Bears are still rebuilding, right? Yeah, but I think yeah, the Bears, I think, are expected to take a step, right? They're expected to not the same another... step as the not the same step as the uh, what do you call it? It's the Lions. No. No, but I think with the Packers taking a step back, Fields another year under his belt. I think people I are expecting find... something out of the Bears this year. I can't find anything on DraftKings. It's terrible. All right, division winner. Yeah, Detroit's plus one forty. That's a, I mean, plus one forty. Minnesota plus two ninety, and then Bears and Packers are plus four hundred. Minnesota plus two ninety. I'm uh, there's no way I'm taking the Lions plus one forty. <laughs> yeah, 
Jared Goff? No. Nope. Jared and Goff I, with expectations? I, I, don't, I don't. I mean, I haven't done a lot of reading on the NFL yet, but just what I, the little I have seen is already hyping up that rookie running back that they got, the running back they picked up, like the seventh pick or whatever. Uh, I how, forget his know, name. How high should you pick him in your fantasy draft? He's oh, going he to go in the first round, I'm sure, and then he'll be playing in the fourth week. Yeah. That's a make-or-break gamble if you're picking him in your fantasy draft. Who's going to be? It's going to be somebody. Somebody's going to do it because everybody needs their fucking running back. And you're going to go for a guy with a high upside like that. So that just happened. Like, I remember a, year, a couple of years ago, it's uh, Clyde Allaire. Um, I mean, there's always there's always a rookie running back that everybody thinks is going to blow up. Never does. Never. Yeah, plays. but there's some there's some guys that do though. I can't think of one off the top of my head. But there's some guys who like this guy's going sixth overall, and they turn out to be good. Mm. I think the guys that blow. I don't know. I obviously don't have the numbers or a clue, but I feel like the guys who do blow up are not guys that go in the first round usually. Like the rookie, like guy who's never played it down. Yeah, I always feel like it's so you take a gamble on a guy. And it, I don't know later in the draft, second, third round, fourth round, when you need when you're just like picking the bones of the running backs out there. Yeah, I'm trying to think when like Brees Hall went last year. It's probably like mid. Yeah, I don't think he went. To, yeah, I think that was probably like fifth, sixth round. I'm guessing. Whatever. We shouldn't talk fantasy sports. Sport. I know. I'm just trying to think of like yeah. to make a point. Just yeah, but I mean, but just for that, for that to be the guy that you're like, oh, we could this. It's all, it's all different now. He also picked a running back top ten. And the Giants have been getting killed for that for you know seven years, however long Barkley's been in the league for. That's another. Oh well, that's two guys right there, Barkley and Zeke. I feel like as soon as they came into the league, were first round picks, and those yeah. guys were good. Yeah. Well, yeah. It happens. That's the best example I have, I guess. But uh, I think there's more hype around both those guys. Like this guy. Well, I mean, Barkley was second overall pick, and Zeke was like fifth. Yeah. So, ah, well, it's a precarious situation in Detroit. Yeah, but people will be all in on them, though. And the Jets uh, is how we started this. They're plus two seventy to win the division. Bills plus one twenty. So Bills still the favorite. Considerable favorites. Yeah. So you think it's a disaster the for the Jets? Dolphins are plus three hundred. Disaster? No, because they're on hard knocks. No, I think I just think that. No, from just saying in general for the season. I don't think it's a disaster. I don't think it's as good as everybody's saying it's going to be. I don't think it's. I don't think it reaches the heights of what the Jets fans are hoping. But I don't think it's. They're not going. It's not going to be like a five one season. Like five, like a nine and eight, though. Mm, they probably get to ten wins. I don't know. I think I feel like Rogers motivated, right? Like I don't. Is he? What Rogers do we get? Is he really this motivated? Is, like, is he coming this out? This is the honeymoon period, though. Like we haven't really. But we gotta he, see is, when the games start. Is he? Is he? Is he like Rogers from two years ago, like MVP candidate? Uh, if, if if that happens, th- that's I mean that's the best case scenario, obviously. And he's got to click with everybody. Yeah, I don't that, know. 
I mean, they're all his old teammates. Is Randall Cobb there yet? He's probably just in the parking lot, just refreshing his email. Just waiting. Yeah. Waiting for that fucking <laughs> camp invite. Probably. Ronald Robert Tanyan's doing it. Robert Tanyan. <laughs> um yeah, so I don't I I think the, yeah, same with me. I think it's kind of gonna I don't think it's gonna be good or great. I should say great or like abysmal. I think it's gonna be somewhere in the middle. Which is kind of like I mean the easy comparisons far, but that's kind of like what the far stay was, at least until it blew up. I mean, they were on their way. They were eight and three that year. And then I think he just played through an injury when he shouldn't have, and yeah. it blew, it, that was it. Yeah. <clears throat> have you um so Mission Impossible came out this week? Yeah. The new one. Mm-hmm. Have you read about this stunt that he does in it? This is the one where he uh the bike where he goes up on the bike like fly like not flies, but yeah, like he trained for like a year for this stunt. Okay. He trained uh a year, like he had a master skydiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, motocross. Yep. And there was one other thing I can't remember what exactly it was, like base jumping or something, or I don't yeah, know. Because it's over, it's off a cliff, right? <clears throat> yeah, like he has to like fall at a certain speed. <laughs> he has to know how to fall at that speed, like how to like angle his body for the, at that for speed? the can I think for like camera purposes, for filming purposes. <laughs> Maybe because he has to fall with the bike, or I, I don't know. They have to get the shot a certain way. So he like jump. He jumps the cliff in the bike. He's on the bike for a little bit, and then has to let it go and then skydive. I yeah, that's the way it sounds. Okay, and he and he, he did it like five times. Is that right? Like it took five oh, takes to do it. I heard, well, oh, I don't know about that, but I, I I heard he was like skydiving like thirty times a day though, or something. Crazy. Oh jeez! Oh, but that's that's the 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 training of it. The training, yeah. The okay. actual stunt. I don't know how many times he attempted the stunt. I think I'd heard it was five times, but yeah, all right. Yeah. It seems really. It seems pretty dangerous. Oh yeah. Do we talk about that here? Because he's or do they talk about there's just someplace else? He's like he's gonna die doing one of these stunts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, oh no, it's probably what he wants. Absolutely, yes. The legend will just grow. Yeah. And That's it's going to be like Tom Cruise is going to be like he's going to be like the Houdini of of actors. Like you're going to hear about him. How did Houdini die? Getting punched in the stomach or something? That's a dumb way to die, though. Yeah, he died of all the shit that Houdini did. Like some guy punched right. him in the stomach and he ruptured something in his stomach. Oh, yeah, no, it's terrible. It's a really dumb way to die, especially for Houdini. <laughs> died doing what he loved, though. I don't know. It sounded like it was just kind of like bet bet you can't hurt me or bet you can take a punch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds pretty terrible. That's stupid. Yeah, I mean, if he if he died like underwater in chains, like a straitjacket and chains, like in a box, they'd be like, "Oh, well, that's what he wanted," you know, or like a flying Walenda, like falling off into the Grand Canyon or some shit. We're due for one of those. The Walendas haven't done shit in a while. We're due for one. <laughs> for the record, just putting it out there. But, but I but I think Cruz will like go down as when when he does die doing a stunt, mm-hmm. like his legend will just yeah. it'll just it'll be like at some point like 60, 70 years down the road, he will be 
I mean, more myth than man. Probably, yeah. And then people will start doing their research and see all the shit he was into, and it'll get canceled from the grave. (laughs) (laughs) Think we'll still be canceling people in 50 years? I think everyone will be canceled by then. So it'll be like, you're going to have to get like double and triple stamped. Recancel. Right. Did he do... Did you do the part where the part from the trailer where like the bike screeches up to the edge of the cliff? Because that's fucking uh, nerve wracking. I don't know. How, I don't know. Like I, you know me in heights. I don't know how. Like that's I don't terrifying. Know. I couldn't I, walk up slowly to that edge, let alone like stop a bike on a dime at the ledge. How how close could you get to that edge on a bike? No, no, no. Just walking. I mean, I could go up to it, but I mean. I would want to. I wouldn't want anybody else near it. I'd fucking be worried about that person. And I, like, did you did you hear about the roller coaster that got stuck upside down for like four hours? No. That's. I heard horrible. about it. Word. I heard about it. Word of mouth. I hope it's true. Didn't know where it was. Over someplace in China or something. I thought it was America, Sweden, or some shit. Maybe it wasn't America. No, I have no idea. No, I didn't, first time I'm hearing about it. So if you see like heights on screen, you'll. Uh, I mean, like you see those, like the people that do. I don't know, whatever. Like, not, not base jumping, but like guys who like scale buildings and shit, and like do like the selfies, all like hang like one hand off a building. Yeah, like that kind of shit. My my palms get all fucking sweaty. Uh, I don't. My palms don't get sweaty, but I can get. I can feel it like my, in my palms knees are, a little bit. My palms are a little sweaty now. Just talking about. It. I swear <laughs> to God. I swear to God. You don't get like up. weak in the knees at all. I'm not watching it. I would if I was like next to. I I think. I think I do get weak. Like if in they're me. if they're doing something heights, I see something on TV that's a little, like crazy. I could feel it, like shoot up. I don't even know how to describe it, but you know, you just feel it. A little, a little jolt. Did you ever see that movie Man on Wire? No. Phenomenal movie. It's about this guy, this French dude that in the 70s, I think. Wisconsin, by the way. Okay. That's where it got that, stuck. That, that makes sense, too. Um, in the 70s, I think, he he was like a daredevil kind of guy. And he snuck into one of the Twin Towers and got a rope across the other Twin Tower somehow. I don't know how. Oh, yeah, I've heard this, yeah. And then, like, just walked back and forth on it for a while. Just with no net. With no fucking net, no. There's, like, cops out there. Like, what is a cop going to do? Go out there and get him, Bill. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <Fuck that shit. laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bring him back, Bill. Fucking fall off in two seconds. You need the fucking moon bounce at the bottom. Go right through that Le- moon bounce. Lethal weapon. <laughs> you're crazy man you're crazy <laughs> uh yeah that i mean that movie is phenomenal but same i'm just on the edge the whole time man terrifying Fucking yeah terrifying. yeah it's crazy doing doing those kind of stunts man i mean i don't know yeah not for me no sir um all right so you were in the bronx Last week. Oh, how, how oh was, really how quick was, before yeah. we get to the Bronx. Oh, did yeah. you see the trailer for Napoleon? Oh yeah. I'm ready that for looks ready, sick, right? ready for some Napoleon. Yeah. Yep. Ridley That's, Scott just fucking emptying the clip. Yep. 
<laughs> I love it, man. Bring there's a lot of good movies coming out this year. A lot of big time movies coming out. Yeah. Enjoy it because yeah. everybody's on strike, so they're not gonna happen for a long time. <laughs> Nothing else is happening for a while. No scabs are gonna cross. I'm sure somebody will. Nobody worth talking about though. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, Oppenheimer. Yeah. Killers of a Flower Moon, Mission Impossible, Napoleon. Uh, what else is coming out? Barbie. Nick, crazy Nick Cage movie coming out. Sympathy for the Devil, it's called. Um, weird John Hamm movies coming out. I forget the name of that one. It's got a mustache in it, though. Mm, okay. a, lot of good, a lot of good ones coming out. Yeah, they're coming. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. So tell me about the Bronx. How was uh after the after the game did you make it to Arthur Avenue? I did. Real quick on the game. Oh, fucking yeah. the one hundred sections. There's only one spot to get Budweiser's. Okay. Which is very odd. Yep. I did a literal whole lap around the one hundreds. Right, because it's a they're a sponsor. Right, it was mostly Bud Light, and then they had like their Modelo, Corona. I don't even know if it was Corona. I'm maybe making that up. There's definitely Modelo. There's probably a court. It's a lot of Stella, a lot of Mick Ultra. I feel like you can't uh, have Modelo. I feel like it's either Modelo or Corona. So you can't have it's both. probably Modelo. Probably Modelo. I feel like I saw a Corona though too. It's weird how many different beer options they have, like different yeah. stations they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they had just full bars out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know but that. yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, one ten was where the Budweisers were. I was sitting in one thirty, so I went pregame, like fifteen minutes before first pitch. I made the walk, mm-hmm. but then I mean, once I drank those, both of those, uh, I had to go. I wasn't walking 20 sections during the fucking game. Yeah, you know, you got to in and out. Got It got to be more efficient once the game starts. And yeah, and I stuck with, I figured you're drinking Bud, sick Bud Light, brand loyalty. Getting dirty looks? No, nah, there's a lot of people drinking Bud Lights. <laughs> people put that shit aside when it's fucking 90 degrees and shit. I, mean, yeah. it's, I know it's taking a hit and everything, but like, it's still like, it's the light bear. Yeah, it's doing doing fine where it counts. Yeah, it's a ball game. You're gonna drink yeah. like fucking Stella. I mean, I drank Stella at the playoff games last year just because it was playoffs and that was the closest stand, and you don't want to miss too much. But I mean, oh, for the yeah. most part, you're, there's you know, you know the bears that you want during the yep. baseball game. I saw a guy outside a liquor store a couple of days ago, maybe the, over the weekend, and he had two thirties or two twenty fours of Bud. Just waiting for somebody to come pick him up in front of it. Budweiser? Bud Bud Light, sorry. Bud, Bud Light. Light. Oh, I fucked up my own story. Betty uh, was yeah. pick, waiting for a guy to pick him up. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I mean, I'm probably reading too much into it, but like he looked a little nervous to be standing there. It was almost <laughs> I was like, is this a punishment that he lose a bet or something? <laughs> yeah. Fantasy league, Sacco. Yeah. Uh yeah. But I mean, hey man. Hot Saturday or Sunday, whatever it was, you're gonna fucking drink what goes on smooth and easy. You know, you're not gonna fucking force something you don't like. 
especially when you're paying fifteen dollars a beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, that was my that was my rationale at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that was the bear situation. Uh, yeah, made it to Arthur Ave. Uh, we parked uh, in the in like their main lot. You know, that yeah, main the, lot they have. Yeah, dollar fifty an hour, three hour <laughs> max. We got the yep. last spot in there. Oh, nice. All right. Uh, we checked out uh, <laughs> the bakery. All right. Uh, got a couple of breads to go. Nice. And and then we made it to the bear hall, which was a little different than what I was expecting. I didn't realize it was in the middle of like the market. Yeah, it's awesome. Of the produce, yeah. Um, so I got a uh, whatever pilsner they had. Like, a t- I actually got a four pack of it to go. Nice. It was. I didn't think it was that. I mean, it was fine. It was a pilsner, but I just yeah. got it just because I was there. Like, what am I? You know. Yeah. Fucking four pack. <laughs> uh, it was a cool can too. Tie flag on it. Was that um, um when you walked in? There's like a there's like a full bar on the left. Were the people sitting at that bar? Oh, there was a full bar. A guy rolling cigars. Oh, so like cigar section is usually there's like multiple guys rolling cigars. Yeah. That's right. There was a full bar there. I don't know if there were people sitting there. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. But yeah, I know it's there. Went and used the bathroom upstairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have advised you on that one. <laughs> well, I mean, fucking drinking all day. There's, there's What are you going to do? There's yeah. no. It's a tough bathroom, man. It's <laughs> not a not a great little like spiral staircase, right? A little spiral action. I don't know. If it, yeah, I don't know if it's maybe it's like a it's like an L. Yeah, I, it's probably not even like um, uh, engineered correctly. It's probably just like twisting unnaturally to the up and to the right somehow. Yeah, uh, so I think it's, we got a we actually got a picture. I think of the has, has been clean since nineteen sixty seven. Yeah, and it was a humid day. It was a but, really sticky, humid day. At that point, are there still people shopping there, or like those places? Like the yeah, I don't know what time that market closes because that, that the whole place is closed on Sundays except for the beer hall. Oh, like, um, there was yeah, there was some people shopping there. There was there was definitely a, a decent crowd like at the bar and tables and stuff though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, that was cool. Uh, and then uh, the coolest part probably was when we walked outside um, and we went to the, the dudes like doing the oysters on the street. Oh, yeah. I'm, gl- I'm glad you found it. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah. So it had to stop and get a half dozen. Yeah, I think it was Sunday and I told my wife and I was like, fuck, I totally forgot to tell Ann about the clams and shit. No, we found them. Yeah, they <laughs> nice. were right, right there. Yep. It's right yeah, outside yeah, the seafood place, right? I mean, everything's right next to each other. It's not you can't, it's hard to miss it. Yeah, if you walk like up this block a little bit, there's a couple like scattered like like little cafes and shit. But like if you go on the one like 187th Street, like over a little bit, there's some stuff. But I mean, the main stuff is right on that block right there. Yeah, that's we didn't leave that block. Yeah. Um, and then we went to um dinner at Amelia's. Oh, nice. How'd you like it? Love Amelia's. Good. Good. Um, we got there was a place we got recommended, uh, Enzo's from my aunt and uncle who go there all the time, my grandmother's sister. All right, but uh, they were closed for the uh, week of July 4th, so we were gonna go there. Ah, all right, I'm Um, ready to Enzo's. 
I'm, I'm sure it's or they're all. I think it's like a newer. Things. I think it's like a kind of a newer. Not when I say new, like 25 years. Yeah. What's no, the I've what's the that. what's the deal with the place, uh, Dominic's? It's cash only. There was a fuck. Is that like a tourist? There was a yeah. there was a mob of people outside. Really? Oh, no, I don't know. I don't, I've never been to Dominic's. I have heard good things about it though. I've heard I read good, I, I, I read you, about it like 1916. It's been around since, and it's cash only still. Okay. All so right. it's got to ha- it's got it must be like the place where like if you're going to Arthur for the first time people read about it and they're like I got to go there. I, I mean I wasn't uh, I wasn't I mean I had a time limit anyways in the car but like there's no way I was waiting when there was like a million other places to yeah, go. Yeah. The Amelia's they were like yeah come right in patio outside uh, in the back and like Oh, how was the patio? Oh, patio was there. cool. Was well, it never sat back there? Oh yeah, patio was yeah. cool. Closed right. off, yeah. Oh yeah, you can see it from the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then that, yeah, we got out of the parked at four twenty. We were out of there by seven. Well, after seven, so maximized our time. Very nice. Didn't get dessert right. there though. I got ice cream when I got home. <laughs> I wanted to digest on the ride home. Yeah, uh, there's a. I mean, there's, you could get dessert right there. I mean, there's also like a little coffee place next door. I think it's still there, and you get a little dessert there. I mean, oh, we got. Oh, uh, we got coffee. Yeah, I just remembered shit. Uh, okay, <laughs> I got a. Uh, yeah, I got coffee for the ride home. All right. Yeah, man. First venture there, all good, huh? First, first real venture there. Yeah, where yeah. I actually like experienced it. Yeah, I went there once. Yeah, we stopped one time and got like bread, but it wasn't like we were like, in and out. Yeah, why? Why we're going to? Pennsylvania or something? Maybe. Probably just got a, a couple of breads and just Yeah. And it was like early in the morning. Like nothing was really Yeah going we, on there. Why did we do that? I remember that now. I just totally forgot about that until just now. Yeah, this was my first time actually really. <laughs> All right. What do people do people do like bus trips there and shit? Not bus know. trips, but like I don't think so. A bus trips a little much, but like uh just because like the parking situation. If you're no. going out for like 10, 12 people. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen 10. Like usually it's just a, uh, like older couples walk. I mean, I just, not, I'm not limiting to older people, I guess, but usually couples or families walking around, doing a little shopping, getting a bite to eat. I mean, it's not like. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing really to, to do there. It's definitely <laughs> an older, an older element. But I mean, it's, but, it's, but even like, even like the the people who live in the area, I mean, it's pretty cool. And there's a younger generation that live there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the kids that I told I told you about the kids that run the beer hall, right? Uh. Yes, but I don't remember the story. Uh, basically, basically, it's it, they're two brothers, and like I was there. They opened up. I think it was nine years ago or ten years ago. I just I forget when their ninth anniversary was. Weird anniversary, but I was there for the ninth anniversary. Um, so is it within the, so this might be their tenth anniversary coming up, like in the fall. And so we were there when they first opened, and I'm like, oh, this is a great idea. You know, I mean, it's such a such an attraction. It's great to have something that will draw some newer people, younger people here. And I, and the kid was like one of the owners, like, oh, it's me and my brother, and his name was Paul, and his brother's name was Anthony. So I'm like, oh, it's great. You have like a night, a younger generation of Italians coming here. He's like, oh, we're not Italian. I was like, what? 
He's like, oh, we're Puerto Rican. I was like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, dude, you have no idea how hard it was for us to get in here. It's like they did not oh, yeah, want Puerto Ricans to come in here. But I mean, it's a great, it's a great spot. Obviously, they trust them enough. Like they don't, people aren't stealing like the peppers and artichokes when the the place is closed and people are drinking there. So I mean, like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird spot. Yeah, I wasn't expecting. I was expecting it to be like upstairs from like the market, like its own like little thing instead of like right in the middle. Everything's just jammed in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it was fucking. I, I, I mean, I have a theory that. When it's like that hot and humid on a day like that, and you're in the sun all day, mm. I think every every two bears counts for one, and that might be light. It probably right. It yeah. may it might be three to one when you're really maybe like two and a half to one. If you're drinking Bud Lights, it might be three to one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. Because you're sweating it all out. Because I drank a good amount and was able to like drive home no problem. And like it was just like you're, I mean, just drenched all day, sweat yeah. through your undershirt. I mean, yeah. And there's nowhere to go when you're at the game. Like you're at the game, you're roasting. It's it's it. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. And, what those, and those bears are necessary. Absolutely. I wonder what the science is on that, as far as like what the effects are on a day like that where you're sweating profusely, constantly. I mean. It's, it's got to be something to it. Yeah, I absolutely. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, give myself up for science if that's what it takes. Because I drank like four 24 ounces, 24 ounces. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, eight beers isn't like you're not going to be sloshed. But I mean, I was I was fine after the game. Counts as four, right? So four bears during a nine inning game. It's not that bad. <laughs> I was giving you the signal for four minutes left. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you got going on this weekend then? Where are you gonna be sweating your beers out? Uh, let's see. This weekend. This weekend might be a washout. I was actually thinking about going to see Mission Impossible Sunday if it's going to be as bad as we mm. think it is, the weather. Mm. And Saturday, I got dinner plans. Is it going to be bad this weekend? I think Sunday might be a washout. I think tomorrow might be. Th- I don't know. It's fucking thunderstorms every day. Scattered thunderstorms. Uh, yeah. Who knows? I could be a weatherman. I could be a weatherman this time of year. Yeah. Absolutely. It's been hot and humid. It's been hot and humid for a while. <laughs> Scattered thunderstorms. I mean, this Friday, fifty-seven percent chance of rain. Friday night, forty-nine percent. I mean, every fucking day is fifty percent, right? Anyway. Yeah, but Sta- I think Sunday I read this was supposed to be like ninety, but yeah, it, Sunday Sunday says eighty-six percent. Yeah, Sunday might stink. That might be Mission Impossible day. Yeah, although it's a little long. The movie. That's the only thing. Two forty-three. You could do it. It's fine. No, I could do it, but it's like you don't need to make. You know, I know it's a blockbuster. Yeah, it's not. It's Wrap not it the, up in two fifteen. Yeah, it's not the deer hunter. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah. words of Joe Beningo, if you're gonna make a three hour movie, make it The Godfather. That's wise words. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
I just well, I was watching like the, the new ones on FX fucking commercials. It's I don't it's, following the plot of those movies is unnecessary. They got to stop bad guys, and there's always like blurred lines. At some point, they're going to think Tom Cruise's team is the bad guys, probably. <laughs> but there's it's no, like, it's usually the same thing. There's no like carry. Well, this will be this is part one, right? So there will be a part two, another three hour movie, but. There's I mean, a little carryover sometimes, but no, I don't think you have to go in. You're not going to be lost. I mean, you're going to be lost probably with the plot, but it's not going to be because you didn't see the first six. Okay, yeah, I, I don't know how that works. I don't know if there's any kind of line going through them. I know like Bing Rames is in this one, and oh, he's oh, he's in every one. I don't. Oh, think is he, he? I think he's. I think he's been in every one. One of the guys from the first one is back for the first time. In this one, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Kit Kitridge or something. Yeah, might be a good, might be a good weekend for it for sure. Eighty six percent chance of it being a good weekend for it. Yeah, and it's, it's cruise on the big screen. I mean, yeah. Um, buying a refuge tomorrow night. Uh, that's that's questionable. Right. Are you going to be there? Be there, yeah. Be in the building. I going to be there. You know, there's a special appearance right on stage. No. Oh, is that a special guest singer for a tune? Was it the same special guest they had uh, like a month ago? I don't know. I wasn't there a month ago. I wasn't there a month ago. Oh, I think he already was up once. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I wasn't there for that one. I was inside at the party, even though I missed it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. Shit. Well, this is the this is the main one, so... <laughs> Yeah, main appearance. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the show. You got anything else, Sam? We got under a minute. No, cook. Thank you for everybody. Thank you to everybody for listening to the show. As always, thank you for the time. We'll be back here next week. Until then, what do you got, Ant? Yep. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you. Check in next week. Till then, peace.